Support for Under the Radar comes from Wellwithall. Wellwithall believes that self-care is community care. Premium products crafted for your daily wellness, from sleep support to heart health to your daily regimen. 20% of Wellwithall's profits are committed to leading the fight for health equity. They won't stop until it is truly Wellwithall. I'm Callie Crossley. This is Under the Radar. And now for the part of the show we call Lanyap. That's Creole for something extra. It's a gorgeous triangle-shaped building sitting in the heart of Dudley Square. It had been a furniture store, part of a once-bustling commerce scene, which died, leaving the building empty and boarded up for many years. Now the crumbling Art Deco beauty has been reborn as the Bruce C. Bowling Municipal Building. The Boston School Department will occupy most of the building with space dedicated to the Roxbury Innovation Center, and the bottom floor will be home to hand-picked local businesses. As Boston's Chief of Economic Development, John Burroughs has been at the helm of the more than year-long renovation process. He joins me here now in studio. Welcome, John Burroughs. It's good to be here. So, first, how close are we to actually opening it? Um, We're in January. Is it going to be February, or what do you think? We're very, very close, Mm -hmm. actually. And the school department is talking about uh, moving in there before the end of the school year, so we're excited. Let's let people understand how vital and exciting this building is in terms of the revitalization of the whole area of Dudley Square. What people are looking forward to, what the community is looking forward to there, is just what will happen reverberating off of this building being open. And Absolutely. So so the uh, Bruce Bowling building, is uh, it's an amazingly beautiful building. So if, you, if you've gone there during the day and you haven't done it, gone there at night, I'd go by. The lighting on the business, the building is gorgeous, right? I mean, and so, so physically, it's it's symbolic of where Dudley is going. Um, as important are the 500 or so municipal employees that will be joining that community as customers, as people who are um, trying to do business there, who uh, will be part of the vitality of that neighborhood. So. For the small businesses, it means a new opportunity. Not only the employees that are there, people who are visiting, parents, um, people who are conducting business with the city, with the school department. I mean, that really is a shot in the arm for the local economy. Now, let's break down what the the, the, the occupants of the building. So we've talked mm-hmm. about the school department as being the, the, the main um, tenants in the building. On the first floor, there are local businesses, and you guys have finally you know figured out who those are going to be. Who are they? What, what, what will they be bringing to that space? You know, there are um, about five um, local businesses, five or six local businesses that will be going in the retail space to liven up the, the streetscape and provide some amenities to the neighborhood. Um, we're excited. We're going to have a, a coffee shop. We're going to have um, um, a healthcare uh, business. We're going to have um, some clothing. We're going to have. I mean, there's some really exciting businesses that are going on the first floor that'll provide both services to the neighborhood and those who visit the building. And what community folks had wanted, because this has been a long process and a lot of discussion about what should go in that space, particularly with those local vendors, are different kinds of businesses is what I heard. They wanted something that was not representative of what was already there Mm -hmm. on the street and something that would not only draw people just to the building who had to work there, but people from outside because they would be different. That's right. And you've achieved that. I think we've achieved that. We've got to, you know, and we've achieved that. And then what we were most worried about was making sure that there was an element of local business people. Are there big chains coming in? You know, local stores won out, uh, no question about it. You know, if you see, there might be one chain. 
but um, nothing official yet. But there are some conversations. But there's a local flavor. There's a local flavor not only of, of business uh, businessmen and women, but also of boutique-ish kind of shops that I think people will be really happy about. All right. So we've talked about the vendors on the first floor. We know about the Boston School Department. In the middle of this renovating the building, Mayor Walsh announced, hey, we're going to save space and it's going to be uh, there dedicated to something called the Roxbury Innovation Center. And there are now two um, companies that are going to be located in the Roxbury Innovation Center, Skylab and the Venture Cafe Foundation. Please talk about uh, who they are and what this means. This is exciting. This is uh, when the mayor first came in, he wanted to send a message. The message was, you know, innovation and the innovation economy is not just for people who can make their way to the, to, uh, to the South Boston waterfront, that the innovation economy is for the whole city of Boston. And so with the opportunity of the new building opening, um, he said, well, can we save some space? And we, and we were able to do it. And then we launched an RFP, a request for interest, ideas, and innovation. And we got some really good responses, really good thinking, and it allowed us to understand who was out there, who would be willing to come in and lease the space, what kind of uh, services they would provide, what what it would look like. And then we also talked to the community. So we had a, a community meeting at the Orchard Garden Private School to talk about some of the some of the responses and what we got. And what we learned was we need. Uh, an operation that's going to go in there and help businesses, launch businesses, put them in on their way to succeed, get some entrepreneurs in there and give them the kind of resources they need to succeed. But we also needed an organization or someone who was going to care about how people get introduced to the innovation economy, right? Someone who was going to go in there and program the space for introducing students to entrepreneurship, um, talking to parents about their options, what's happening, uh, looking at and thinking to thinking about outreaching to the residents and bringing them in for a conversation on startup loans, seed capital. What does it mean? How can I access it? So we have Venture Cafe coming in and starting a, an incubator for those who have started or are right about to start a business. And then we have Skylab um, coming in to do all the programming that needs to be what I call the ramp onto the innovation highway, right, gives our students the opportunity to think about innovation and what it means for them, gives people in the neighborhood an opportunity to think about starting a new business and maybe putting some of the entrepreneurs in front of them for a speech, for a lecture, maybe starting a coding uh, workshop where some of the students are going, going there to learn how to code computer programming. That's, it's really exciting for us that we get both ends of this. I, now, I want to put that in context because that's settled and we know at the same time down the street already was Gil Rosenzweig was Rosenzweig with his Smarter in the City, which is an innovation uh, project as well. And then the mayor just announced in the state of the city a czar of startups, if you will. So how does that all work together? That's right. No, great question. There are some elements here that we're trying to coordinate, right? One is in Dudley, we're hoping that other people join, right? We're, we're hoping, like Smarter in the City, Gil adds uh, uh, operation that's already in Dudley, that there are other innovation um, programs, innovation inc- incubators or shared space that comes to Dudley and creates the kind of clustering that we need to, to have the energy that people say is often important for an innovation district. We're going to work with um, entrepreneurs, people who have ideas. We're going to work with people who think they have ideas but have no clue where to go with them, right, and put them together with technical assistance and try to really make sure that Boston is a place for that to happen, that kind of magic, and continue to happen over and over again. So he announced then that, uh, and I think the official name is Innovation Manager, someone who will come in and help us understand these elements, help us coordinate some of these elements and create the right ecosystem for a fertile ground for startups. The other thing we did was launch an a neighborhood 
Innovation District Committee, a panel of 40 people to come in and give us some some recommendations and advice on if we were thinking about replicating what happened in the seaport, if we were thinking about starting neighborhood innovation districts, what are the things we need to think about, right? And so they're going to make some formal recommendations to the mayor. You know, I look at this project, the Bruce C. Bowling Municipal Building, which is bringing together all of these pieces that we've been talking about. And we should say that Bruce C. Bowling was the first African-American president of Boston City Council, uh, someone who was really interested in, in partnering community relationships and initiatives with private money and public money, really making sure that the community's voice got heard. So I want to make sure that people understood that. And so that's the significance of this building and pulling together, it seems to me, all of those things and being also situated in Dudley Square. But as I look at it from your perspective, and I want you to weigh in, this seems to me to be, it would be a heart and a, you know, head project for you as the chief of economic development and somebody who was formerly president of the Dudley's 